Well, I just want to know the truth. I just, I don't have an idea, right? Basically, in life now, if someone tells me something and I don't know 100%, I'll say, okay, I'll listen to what you have to say, but not necessarily believe it. But with the Marshall thing, I think, Hamid, you and I discussed this, and I was like, okay, cool. They've said they've squashed it. But I want to know who's fucking telling the truth. <laughs> you can't say two different things. Yeah, entirely. You come out and say you squashed it. What's happening, people? Welcome back to another episode of Red Abided. Myself, Tommy. You got Eddie here. And you got myself, Ham, aka, I think it's pretty simple this week, Sadio Mane. Pretty simple. We'll get into, cool, we'll get cool. into that a bit later. Obviously, we've got some fans that don't even care about the AFCON, so they don't even know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to hand it back over to my bro, Tom. Cool. Um, we've got another special guest today. Um, we keep bringing the Red Divided boys through. Um, so we've got another Red Divided very own, our striker. It took that five years to get the best out of him. <laughs> we just had to drop that. Well, he delivered. But when we, when we did, he, he delivered. It was worth the wait. So uh, welcome, Yemi, Manny, whatever people want to um, know you as. Uh, thanks. thanks for joining us today, my bro. Thanks for having me, bro. So cool. Um, I disagree. I, I disagree what? with the fact that... Um, what, <laughs> when, when, after five years, it was worth the wait, bro. It was about time you helped out me, Sam, and added you know the heavy lifting up top. <laughs> but it was worth the wait. It took forever to get there. <laughs> but no, no, I echo about it. No, about joking. Also, I echo what Tom and Addy said. Obviously, when you went on fire, you was on fire. Yeah, yeah, was, nah, you know, when Sam disappeared, Sam just. <laughs> we know what happened to Sam. We just can't say it because it's not PG. But we know what happened to Sam. <laughs> no, that 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 period was needed, didn't it? And I think that's what got me going. Let's just <laughs> say it that way. Innit? You knew, yeah, yeah. Thing, you knew we needed you. You stepped up. Yeah. But let but let's go straight into it though. Then, like, how did you get into? Because that me I knowing you, sorry, Ham, let me let me let me quickly say before we start. Sorry, um, we got to make sure we do this every week because we're not used to this, but we have to. Um, please make sure you like, subscribe, and comment on the channel. Um, and share this with friends and family. Um, yeah, go on, Ham. <laughs> this way, that way. I don't know where Tom's gonna put it, so I'm just gonna keep playing him. I'm gonna sit there. But yeah, no, but yeah, but as I was saying, um obviously you being our striker at Red Divided, and me knowing you probably I think I met you when I was like 18, Dagenham, eleven we played eleven aside. And the first thing that struck me was the boy is technically good. I can handle the football, can can strike it. So I just wanna know like how did you get into football? And what have you done? Have you played for teams? Have you the Sunday League, semi-pro, or whatever? You had trials. Just tell us a bit about your footballing background. Yeah, it's a bad one because obviously, like, I've, for as far as I can remember, I played football from when I was young. Um, tried obviously various teams, Sunday teams, Saturday teams here and there. Um, the earliest memory I can remember was um, funny enough um, when I was living in East London. Um, I actually played for the West Ham Academy once. 
Okay. And it was a mad one because obviously I supported Arsenal and I put on a West Ham kit and I was like, eh, clout and blue. I was like, oh, I love it. And this was back in the days when you had like Ian Wright and all the man them used to play for the senior team. So I was mm. there, um, got injured and obviously didn't sort of go through the ranks for you there. Uh, carry on playing Sunder League and I thought I tried for um, Bark- Dagnam and Redbridge. Yeah, Dagnam yeah, and yeah, Redbridge. Yeah. yeah, and I did. Obviously, I didn't cut it. So, um one of my boys cut it, which I actually thought I was better than him, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, I think what it was, you know, they can only take a few. I think back in the day, they can only take a few playoff um, ethnics, ethnic background. So, unfortunately, at the time, so um, they can, yeah, I, there wasn't enough, enough spot for myself to get in there. So, I just, yeah, that's basically, and obviously, we've been playing with you guys ever since. So, yeah. And then, oh. other than your playing career, which is, you know, a bit like I did playing career, full of injuries. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you said, you, you touched on the fact that you had Charles at um, the West Ham Academy, but he was an Arsenal fan. So, tell yeah. me about that, about supporting the best team in the world. How did you get to, where did you start supporting them? You said you supported Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal. yeah, the best team in the world. You heard me, you heard me, you heard me, you heard me. We've won something in the last five years. One, two people in this You're like out in Manchester, must have been heavy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I did. I was in the winning side of Manchester. The, the losing side, Ooh. quite depressing. It'd be like the weather. It's horrible. It's but Yemi, Yemi, back to you. And when you started supporting the best team in the world. In the world. As far as I can remember, I was when I was like eight years old. Um, yeah, just basically, obviously, I think Ian Wright was playing for us back in then. And then, I think it was just one of those ones. He kind of come from the family, man. But my dad is an Arsenal fan and obviously sat watching football, played football. And I just loved the way Arsenal used to play back in the days, like the the passing, the moving. And there was just some energy about Arsenal, in it, And that's the reason why I sort of um, gravitated towards Arsenal rather than any other team. You know, and I've, I've been supporting Arsenal ever since. But yeah, it's not the yeah. But anyway, we'll yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> short and sweet, short and sweet. Yeah, cool, cool. That's it. Um, we'll move That's on to it now. Uh, we'll move on to it in a bit. Um, we, me, Ham, and Adi talked about this. Our earliest memory of football is international football. What's your earliest memory of football? What can you remember? Oh, mad. Uh, yeah, me, John, what, what you. Just say, you me there, you caught me there. Just say. Olympics, 96, Atlanta. <laughs> okay? I know you and your dad was watching that. Just say that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Do you know what? It's funny I forgot about that, but yeah, thinking about it now, it's probably, yeah. Um, yeah, probably that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And for some reason, the one that sticks out to me, not the earliest memory, but the one that sticks out to me was the the one that Tony Adams scored against Everton when we won the league. I can't remember oh, what year oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, oh, I think we beat yeah. them like 4 1 or 4 0 or something four like nil. that. It was 4 0. Yeah, four yeah. Nil. Oh, it was fun. that was like, it was fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah, I can just... never forget that goal and yeah. the celebration. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah, I think that was probably one of my best memories. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's cool. Talking about international football, obviously the AFCON has just finished. Um, what are you guys saying? The best team won it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say what I gotta say about it. I did go first. Yeah, as long as Egypt didn't win it, I'm just cool. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not they were the best team at the tournament, but I think they played the best. I think they deserve to win it overall. Looking at who was left and everything like that. Mm-hmm. If Egypt had won it, I'd have called it a tiny tournament. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm overall. I'm happy Senegal won it. I'm, I'm happy yeah. for man like Mane. I think they played. They entertained us today, so it's good for them. Yeah, I think the best team on the night won it. Okay, I'm definitely agree with Adi on that one. Best team yeah, on the can't, night. You can't even say on. The, my problem is I don't even want to say on the night because I feel as if I can't even include Egypt. Generally. <laughs> <laughs> Those men came to want it. They wanted to come and just steal football. They wanted to barely it through. So literally, yeah. mm. it was good. It was good. What are you saying, Hav? Yeah, no. Um, now the funny thing is, yeah, <laughs> now I've always got a story. But um, obviously, I just come from Manchester, innit? So um, I was get. I got the tube, and then obviously I got the bus back to mine. And on the bus, when I got on, there was this African man just running to get on the bus, yeah. So I've gone on the top, I've gone on the top deck in it, and then he's come on and it's just loud in it. Like I think he listened to the radio in it, but um, it's the game in it. And obviously, my phone died on the train coming from Manchester, so obviously I didn't have no access to nothing. So I didn't. I knew the game was going on, but I had no idea who was winning or anything in it. So yeah. then he's come on, and I think he's come on during the penalty shootout because obviously when I got home, put the TV on, I realised they weren't on penalty shootouts and all I could hear is the radio going off here and the man is going sick in front of the bus here <laughs> and I'm sitting like two seats behind him, isn't it? But it's in French. The radio's in oh, French, isn't it? So, damn. yeah, so I can't really figure out what's going on, in it? I can just tell that he's definitely Senegalese. I'm assuming he's Senegalese, should I say? And then um, I just heard Send your money! <laughs> and then he just went, he just went, yes, yes, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> and I was just like, brother, I take it, Senegal won. And he's like, yes, 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 yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So for me, I was, I was happy, innit? I think I said it two weeks ago about how I felt about the difference between Senegal and Ivory Coast. I know you and Adi had said what you had to say. But I just generally feel like their spine, it makes sense for them to be the champions of Africa with what they've got going on with Mendy and Goal, Kalabali at the centre-half, Gay, PSG centre-half, and then obviously Sadio Mane to top it off at the end. And it's, it's fitting that he missed the penalty, but scored the winning penalty. So, uh, yeah, I'm super happy for him, obviously. Sorry, Salah, but yeah, yeah. Mane, Mane is my guy, isn't it? Obviously, Salah, Salah's lit, Salah's lit, but yeah. I always maintain Mane is my guy, so I'm super happy for Mane, man. Yeah. I'm happy for both of them, um, but I was telling Ade, I'm... I'm more of a salad guy than Mane anyway, but and you know what? What top it up because I saw Mendy at the end and I like Mendy. So when I saw Mendy celebrate, I think you know what? It's fine, man. Let them take it. I'm happy that the West um, African country won. So it's cool, man. It's cool. What, what for, like quick word on the whole tournament? Obviously, Yemi. Yeah, um, we we obviously had our piece to say over the last couple of weeks. What are your thoughts on the whole tournament? Is it a small I mean, tournament? <laughs> uh, definitely not no definitely not I think um, clearly like there's a lot of talented African players out there and I think competitions like this just brings them to light it a lot more and emphasises the amount of talent that we have in Africa and I think it's about time and I think it's been said enough times it's about time they can start showing some more respect on African football as a general I mean don't get me wrong there's a long way to go in regards to the way African football is organised uh, apart from the tragic incident that happened, obviously, when outside of the stadium, I think generally overall, I think the tournament was actually ran well. The referees were okay. Not the best, don't get me wrong, apart from that one, <laughs> apart from that one incident, as we all know about. <laughs> um, I mean, apart from that, I think generally the referees' qualities have been good, especially like, I think, um, the last, I can't remember what team it was, but the referee gave a penalty. Yeah, yeah that, you know, I remember. Yeah. 
And then he, he tells us, like, nah, it's not a penalty. We send the yellow card, you know. And that's the kind of stuff that I like to see, you know. Referees are not afraid to make decisions and just be like, nah, I got it wrong, and then move on. But overall, I think it's been a good tournament. Cool. Yeah, I think if I were to use a word to sum it up, I would say chaotic. <laughs> and I think the reason why I say chaotic is I just think of the goalkeepers and I just want to flog all of them apart from Mendy. I just want to flog all the goalkeepers. They're all stupid. Do you, do you lot see the um, third, fourth place playoff? Yeah. You see the Burkina Faso goalkeeper? Yeah. The last two yeah, goals? Yeah, yeah. And you see yeah. that, yeah? That's a Bruh. snapshot. That's a snapshot of how all of them are. But, but Mendy. <laughs> what about Onana for the, for the second? Bro, bro. Oh, my gosh. Bro. So whenever I think of what I when I think of the tournament uh, before the tournament starts, I think of man like Eric Bailly, like defenders like that. I just want to if you miss ball, don't miss leg. So just clear Everyone. everything. And that's the type of defending that Eric Bailly does, isn't it? And that's tip that's it. What same again? That's a snapshot of how a lot of African defenders are very rash. You know what I'm saying? Um, impulsive is a word to use to describe mm-hmm. them, isn't it? So that's what I was thinking of, and then. To add it up with the goalkeepers just messing about. I think you made a good point, um, Yemi. There is a lot of talent, minus all the chaos, minus all the madness. Mm. There is good talent there, man. Not everyone is um, 18, though, but that's a story for another, <laughs> that's a story for another day. <laughs> Don't let us take food from a player's mouth, man. Let's leave them alone. Yeah, I think we took food from that brother's mouth the other day, bro. We spent a whole episode yeah. of food, bro. <laughs> Let's leave them alone. Uh, um, all right. Cool. Um, as much as I don't want to, but we're going to leave the African Nation Cup and go to the FA Cup. Um, I'll start with Ade because... Um, Why do you uh, start with me? Yemi, Yemi, Yemi. This is when we, this is, this is when we kick back. <laughs> when we kick back. And you know what? I'll, I'll go through it because I think a couple, was it two, three weeks ago uh, when we were talking about this game and I thought, you know what? I'm not even sure whether we'll win this game or not, but then I thought, you know what? Why can't we beat Middlesbrough? We take it. Are they taking a piss? Middlesbrough at home. Then I started watching the game. We started off really well on Friday. So my brother-in-law came and he said, this should be a tight game. <laughs> I said, you know what? <laughs> if this is a tight game, then United's got deep-rooted issues and I thought, uh, <laughs> we should just be beating like Middlesbrough. Um, but you know what? The game overall... Obviously, we got leggy towards the end of the game and an extra time. We created more than enough chances to win that game. Um, There's probably the most chances I feel like we've created in a long while. Um, I'm not just talking about half chances. I'm talking about clear cuts chances. And from when Bruno missed his open goal, I knew that we weren't going through. I just, you know what? I just messaged one of my friends. I think it was Murphy. I was talking to him. I said, you know what? Maybe it's best if we go out right now. Like, probably best <laughs> that we go out right now. Like, we shouldn't be going through. Like, so, we create chances, but we sh- at the end of the day, just shouldn't be losing to Middlesbrough, at the end, especially at Old Trafford. So, um, just typical United, nothing surprises me this season anymore anyway. We're just going to keep shocking. They're just going to keep shocking us. Like, no one, we don't need to set any sort of expectation when it comes to United. What we got left, we only got, what, um, Champions League, in it, And then... <laughs> Well, that at least that game we know um, Atletico are being poor themselves, so that's a 50 50 game. But mm. in terms of like the Friday game, yeah, well, there's nothing to it. Like, but we definitely did create chance. I don't think it was like an awful game where like they dominated us or they created a lot of chances. It wasn't that type, type of game for me, anyway, personally, from my perspective. We, we created more than enough. Like Rashford had like two clear chances, Ronaldo had a few. Um, I know Sanchez scored one, he had another. 
And then even when Alanga came on, he had like two good chances. And yeah, Bruno's own goal was just, I mean, open goal just, just summed it up. Because that just summed it up. So yeah. Um, obviously, in terms of like the, um, their goal, I'd, I'd like to get your view on like the amble and But we'll talk about that, that, that later anyway. But let's just concentrate on the game. First, Adi, what are you saying about about the game? Um, well, obviously, when we spoke about it a few weeks ago, and I was just like, there's no way we're not going to win in it. Which is just, what is it? It's middle ground. Why shouldn't we be winning? Especially if we're at home. So, obviously, the game started, and I was like, still, no reason we shouldn't win. We started off making chances. Um, obviously, um, your, your guy... That you support <laughs> missing missed the penalty. I was like, okay, cool. It's one of those days. But then Sancho scored, and I thought, okay, good. We're ahead now, and we are still creating chances. So obviously, short story, cut the story short. We lost, right? But at the end of the game, I still looked at it and it was like, I don't think we were put under mad pressure or one of those ones that we were dominated or anything like that. We had enough chances to win that game. There's no reason why we should have lost it. So at the end of the game, I just took it as we lost. I was upset at the result. Well, it wasn't as if like we were played off the park or anything. It's disappointing that we're out of the tournament. It's disappointing that we lost at home. It's disappointing it was Middlesbrough. <laughs> it's disappointing that we're just shit in general. Keep going, keep going. But I move forward. I just I keep moving. I can't dwell on it. I can't dwell on it. It's it's just one of the it's one of those ones. Like it's it's one of those ones. We we didn't get lested. You get me? We didn't get lested. So it's a shame, but yeah, we move on. Cool. Um, go on. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No 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 oh, no! Yummy! Be my guest. Take, take it away. Take it away. Take it away. People, Do people, not hear, people don't want to hear what I gotta say. <laughs> Do you know what? Like, it's a mad one because I was sitting there watching the game, pretty much exactly what I did, and I was like, the longer this game goes on, and the more chances you guys get missing, I was just like, you're not winning this, and especially like. When Ronaldo missed that penalty, then the Fernandez missed that literally epitomized the game. And I thought, yeah, this is you guys are not winning. And I think one of the commentators said it like, I think it was in right at half time, it was like, he actually sees Middlesbrough winning this game. And I was watching, I was thinking, you guys are just missing chances. Like, I don't know what you guys have been doing it during the international break. Like, what you see Ronaldo posting videos, I'm like, you guys should be refreshed, you know. like Millions, but they've been playing games. You guys haven't played a game in a couple of weeks. But yeah, like, I was just like, you guys are missing chance. And I just thought, you know what? <sighs> Mate, at the end of the day, all I could say was bouncing it. Like, clearly, you're out, we're out. It's all good. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Raise the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ain't really got much to say, man. I'm not going to lie, bro. I ain't really got much to add because. We're out. <laughs> We're out. It's just that you guys just wasted people's time. You just wasted people in Manchester's time to come out to the game in that cold, horrible, wet weather. You know, I got I got my friends driving up from London, four or five hour drive to go see their team lose to Middlesbrough. Oh, what kind of nonsense is that? At least if me and Yemi go to watch Arsenal, it's you know it's London. Really. We, we can just yeah, we can just go half an hour, forty five minutes. I'll be home before the players are home. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, but big up Middlesbrough and big up Soul Bamba, man. I know Soul Bamba, Soul Bamba was battling some some real life stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying so, and what he did, and then I loved his tweet after when they caught his face, and it was yes. like, oh, "You're not excited, so." And he said, "I'm too fucking old for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> but what a moment for them! What a moment for them players or the Middlesbrough like to go to Old Trafford and uh, and win. And that's for United. It's just it's just a bad season getting worse, isn't it, man? You know, but yeah. got Atletico coming up, so that should probably be six five on aggregate. So that's gonna be a game for the neutrals, yummy. Get a popcorn yeah. rag. Am I coming to yours or are you coming to mine? Are we watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you can take a positive from it. They lost against Barcelona today and they look poor. So they and they got bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they look yeah. poor. So. They've been bad all season. That's why that's why I think the game is a fifty fifty. Mm. I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah. So um but quickly, T, just touching, quickly, T, sorry, just before you go, just touching on United, the, the whole Jesse thing, I don't know if that's what you're going to go to next. Yeah, I just no, want to know what, took, yeah. You took the words out of my mouth, that's what I was going what, to go to. Now. I just want to know what your thoughts was on that, because I know Ralph was expect was expecting him to play, but then Jesse come out and said, they give me time off. So, obviously, this is the second time it's happened with Martial saying one thing, Ralph saying another thing. I just wanted to know what your thoughts was on this. Go on, Ali. Well, I just want to know the truth. I just, I don't have an idea, right? Basically, in life now, if someone tells me something and I don't know 100%, I'll say, okay, I'll listen to what you have to say, but not necessarily believe it. But with the Martial thing, I think, Hamid, you and I discussed this, and I was like, okay, cool. They've said they've squashed it. But I want to know who's fucking telling the truth. <laughs> you can't say two different things. Yeah, and entirely. come out and say you squashed it. Fuck the squash. Who is lying? <laughs> Who is lying? So I want to know. So you want them to throw themselves under the bus, bro? Why not? You came and said this thing. You said opposite. Then you now come and say squash. So I mean, Mugu. I'm just saying. Like, okay, <laughs> that's fine. I want to know what shit is actually happening. This is when I need one of those snitches inside the dressing room to come out and sell the story to the metro. Yeah, I want to know what's popping. So I I don't know where. Obviously, you just don't know who's saying the truth. Obviously, Jesse's been through a couple of stuff over the last couple of years that he's had that's messed with his head. So you, I don't know if it's a club that are preempting things and saying, actually, maybe Jesse needs some time because of what's just happened with this move. And let's give him the time. I just don't know, but I want someone to tell me the truth. I, I don't like every day is squashed. Tell me, tell me the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just hard. With these things, you just never know. It. You just never yeah. know. Um, I, obviously, I don't want to judge Jesse um, to keep this club. I just don't know. I just don't know what they're telling us anymore because obviously they're looking after themselves 100%. Um, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's an yeah. interesting one. It's an interesting one. But we definitely need Jesse. Last week, I was saying I don't think he's going to play 90 minutes for the, from now to the end of the season. But we need him. We need him 100%. We ain't got no extra players. We ain't got anyone on the bench. So, yeah. Yes, especially with Donny going out alone and obviously Mason being cut from the squad. You're, you're right. You're, you actually do need him. We, yeah. In fact, we might need to give him a new contract. <laughs> we definitely need him anyway. I, I reckon if there was probably like, obviously, we're trying to explore Newcastle, but. It's because of the Mason situation. They probably would have let, let him go last minute if it because of the Mason situation. But ever since that Mason situation obviously appeared, there was no way they was going to let him go, man. Look our bench on Friday. Yeah, no one on the bench. 
So yeah, we definitely do need them. In terms of the situation, obviously there's two sides of the story and there's, and there's the truth, right? I just, I just honestly, like, I was hearing like Samuel Jordan talk about this on Talk Talk. Um, I just feel like Jesse might come in and he probably not up, and he doesn't feel like up to it, and and Ralph probably gave him a, like, up. it might made them his mind up for him. Say, look, you don't seem up for it. What do you want to do? Do you want to play or you don't want to play? And if Jesse ain't making a decision, probably you know what, go away for two days and come back. But at the same time, that's not Jesse saying that. I need time off, and it's more or less Ralph saying, "Look, you're not, you're like mentally, you're not here." And the last thing I, I need right now is a player that's not mentally prepared to fight for what the re- fight onto the rest of the season. So you know what? I'll give you a couple more days and come back. That's the only thing I can see from it. But obviously, this is the second time, and it's, it's concerning. Whatever's going on in that change of room, like we we just need a new manager. We need a fresh start because. The players that we don't need needs to go. The players that don't want to be there just have to go. And then we can just start, start fresh again because like this, um, this player don't want to play. And then the player coming out on, on like social media. The thing with like this generation is that the players actually have a voice now. So they like mm-hmm. don't you know matter what the managers say about them, they can always come out on social media and release their side of the of the story. Whereas before you never used to get that. So the players obviously have a voice now, but Regardless whether they have a voice or not, we don't know who's telling the truth. Unless, like, when both of them do leave, or Martial or Jesse leave, one of them come out with an interview <laughs> and they start ripping us apart. I won't be surprised if they do that. Am- but... Amazon All or Nothing coming next. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, may- maybe maybe then we'll find out. Find mm. out in it. But for now, yeah, you don't know, man. If I was a player, if I was a player in this generation, yeah, I'll be the worst, you know, with social media. Yeah. Oh my god, I'll be on, I'll be on my Snapchat story straight away. Two things: he lying. <laughs> I'm saying, as soon as the manager said, yeah, Hammond said that he that you know he wasn't. I said I was cool. The manager said that should take two days off. Y'all need to ask him why I ain't in the squad. That would be horrible if I was. Yeah, you can't be lying on my name, bro. You can't be lying on my name. Squash. I'll be like, no. Everyone, come. <laughs> I'll, I'll call the press. Right, no, no, Eddie. the press. You know what we're going to do? You're going to go on Twitter. I'm going on Instagram Live at 7. Join me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're not using now. Nah, you're not doing that to me. And then before you know it, Eddie, if Martial's live and then you see the players joining, Mark, um, Rashford has joined, the card has joined, Pop has joined. He's talking. Yeah, and the man the tactics are washed. Tactics are rubbish. <laughs> Nah, I'm not gonna be that person you're gonna use now. Nah. Cool. Nah, um, the thing is, I feel sorry, sorry, just a quick. I feel sorry for the guy because it's one of those ones where, like, I don't know whether they told him at the beginning of the transfer window because obviously it was not until the last day then they publicly came out and said he's not going anywhere. So if you think about it, like that's that that's gonna mess up with anybody's head because he could have been preparing to go to somewhere whether it's Newcastle or West Ham. And then to be told on the last day that he ain't going to it because of somebody yeah. else's situation. Hundred percent. No one ain't no one gonna be in the right frame of mind to want to play a game. Do you know what I mean? No, I, but you I, know what? I, I actually do feel for the guy though. I don't feel sorry for him because players like Jesse, there's a few players that are in, that are in the same situation as Jesse. When the club has accepted bids for them in the past in order for them to move on, they don't want to go because of their wages because they're not willing to cut down their wages. Mm. So you can't now leave on your own terms. When the, when the club was ready to let you go, 
You didn't want to go because you're on high wages. Fair enough. Look, at the end of the day, the club's the one that gave you that contract. You got you, you don't um you got to apply to that contract, right? But then now because you want to showcase yourself until like the summer, so when so basically all you want to do is go and showcase yourself, right? Like you did when you went to West Ham. So be um so so clubs can start bidding for you in the summer, but. Bro, I don't feel sorry for you, bro. Leave. Like, if you genuinely wanted to leave, you would have left and take a pay cut when... I'm not asking him to take a pay cut, but if he genuinely wanted to leave, you would have left when teams were bidding and take a pay cut. Because you didn't want to take a pay cut, you've been at United for, like, four or five years or whatever long... Um, within the four or five years, you could have potentially left, right? But you've been in the club for so long because you didn't want to take a pay cut. There's a lot of players on the list that we can go go down the list and talk, talk about the same for, like, Phil Jones and them, bro. But now that the club are in trouble, you can't let you go. It's as simple as that. You're staying. Like, you can cry all you want, but you're not going anywhere. You can get the money in the... You, as long as you're injury-free, you're going to get the money in the summer regardless. You're going on the free. This is probably going to be the most you're ever going to get in your career. You're going to get that money regardless. You're not going to use us to go and showcase yourself, bro. Forget it. Sit down, man, and wait. <laughs> so isn't, that, isn't that United kind of cutting off their nose to spite their face, then? Because I know you said you're going to lose him for free. In the summer, yeah, anyway. Yeah, like, so you're not going to get yeah. no money from anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, United are cutting the losses anyway. So look, regardless, like if I'm sure if Mason won the round, then I would have let him go. But we we were already cutting our losses anyway. We're going on a loan. It wasn't as if Newcastle are paying for him. Mm. United has already made that decision at the beginning of the season. So whatever transfer he would have had in January would have been a loan transfer. And yeah, if, just... I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if Newcastle did bid for him in January, he wouldn't commit to Newcastle because he wouldn't. He, obviously, he's not guaranteed what he did or not. So I promise you that he would, he would never commit to Newcastle if, if Newcastle actually wanted to buy him in January. He only wanted a loan move. And why would he want a loan move just to showcase yourself or to get yourself back into like into the um, international team? That's what you want. Mm. So yeah, in terms of that, obviously it's not ideal for him. I, to be honest, I'll, I don't mind him going, but I don't feel sorry for him. Yeah, he can't go now, though. I think Ade's yeah, yeah. he can't go now. He can't go. Yeah, now. no, no, he yeah, definitely can't, can't go now. now. <laughs> Whether United fans like him or not, he just can't go. Bro. Yeah, yeah. He can't. <laughs> I mean, like Ade said, he's only going to get ninety minutes for the rest of the season anyway. So he has to. Gonna I will get games depending, oh, depending have to. on if he's going anymore. Yeah, but no one. I went to play the other day. I picked United, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I just literally no one. Once the first eleven are done, there's just no one on on the squad anymore. So, yeah, yeah. Kind of the same shit as you guys, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, boy, we might need to combine and make one dumb team. So, I've, I said this like three years ago, United. Remember, I said this a couple years ago. Let's combine the teams, bro. Call ourselves Arsenal United FC. Bro. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. We'll, we'll rotate the games. Emirates, Old Trafford. Emirates, That's Old it. Trafford. Bro, I, I, and I think, you know what? I'm not going to lie, yeah? Money. I'm not going to lie. I think we can make top four. If we combine the teams, I think we can make top four. <laughs> If they pay us the right money, we can we can give them the name. We can give them res, res divided. Yes. Thank you. Just the money's got to be right. Marks, by the way. Sorry, I mean we're gonna have to cut you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but for the right paper, I'll sell this name. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
but we might as well talk about it, but the lack of activity from both our teams, bro. Like, Yemi, this is, I'm going to need your contribution here. Yeah. Actually, Ham, before we go into it, let's just talk so, about it. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a few stories in the FA Cup, so I don't want us to miss that out. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, course. So let's start with your boy anyway, Cavalio, because we were just, literally, we was with you yesterday morning, and we discussed this. Go on, explain, explain what you were telling us in the morning yesterday before the game. Oh, about, <laughs> well, about, Pepe, about Pepe and that. Yeah, yeah, about Kevin Cavalio. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, just before that, before kicker, we talk about Carvalho. <laughs> and obviously, Jurgen Klopp probably had a word, obviously, because they were going to get him. And you know how Man City do their business. We're not going to force anybody. We ain't going to force nobody. So, Pets probably said, listen, you're playing us at home. So, you're coming from London to Manchester. I don't need to FaceTime you. I'm going to talk to you face-to-face <laughs> when you get out there. And then when you get out here, I'm going to show you, listen, KDB's there. He's 30. You're like 19. Now, KDB doesn't have to hear this. I'm telling you this, Fabio, because I like you as a player. <laughs> you could take his spot. You see Bernardo? He's playing out of his skin this year. But I didn't even want him here this year anyway. I was about to, I was about to let him go in the summer. And look at Phil. Phil is amazing. Phil's the best player come out of the academy. The best player in the country. Young player. You can be like Phil. If you sign for us, it could be like Phil. If you go down the road, if you go to Liverpool, they've got Sadio, they've got Mo, they just bought that the Colombian kid, got Harvey coming through, they got Jota. You want to come here? We won four out of five. But let me see how you get on in the game. And what does he do? He scores. So now Pep said, fuck that. I'm not even talking to him at full time. At half time! <laughs> at half time! Fabio, I know this could be, this might be seen as me tapping you up, but here's my direct line. Hit me. Okay? Before you make a decision, I think, because I think the most Pep could do to him legally is say, before you make a decision in the summer, can we talk to your representatives? And I think that's cool. I think that's above board. I don't know. But I do think that should be above board. Maybe Pep can't reach out to Fabio directly, but maybe to his peoples and say, before he takes anything with Liverpool, can we have a word? I don't think it will happen. I think he'll go to Liverpool, but the boy is amazing and he's got a bright future ahead of him. He should have scored a double yesterday. He had yeah, I was, was, was going to say that he had another chance. Which yeah, yeah. But, the, yeah. but the, boy is, the boy is crazy, man. The boy is crazy. Cool. Um, what other games can we touch on quickly? Should have missed that. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that, West Ham. West Ham for the Mr. Crushing for them, man. That was crushing. <laughs> crushing, man. Crushing. Um, Who else? didn't score for Chelsea again? Number nine. <laughs> right. You guys were the ones that were Not trying me. to give him Ballon d'Or at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Not me, bro. Not me. When I said it was the same Lukaku, everyone was shouting at me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, just a quick one. Let's touch on this one, though. Um, Warren Woods um, today. I'm not sure if you guys watched that um, Ian Wright show like in 2009, um, Football Behind Bars. And, you know, that was like, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was 2009. Yeah. So one, yeah. one of the boys that was a teenager back then, he played for Bournemouth today. Okay. Sick. So, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was sick. Um, so he, um, I'm not sure. this was after the... Um, what Liverpool game, Liverpool and Cardiff game. Um, mm. ITV touched on it quickly. Um, so what? Um, Ian Wright met up with him. So you just um, touch on his story, what he did straight after that. So when he came out of prison after that, um, after two thousand nine, I think Ian Wright set up a trial for him and Wickham. 
obviously that okay. didn't go well. Um, that didn't go too well. So from breaking, at least he kept him out of trouble. So what he did was playing for Bromford, um, non-league, and and then he was working at warehouse. And from that, Bromford he moved his way up to like the fifth tail of football, which is Warren Wood. And he was one that actually scored a winner against um Wolverton in the last round. So um, and he and he came on again today. So that that's a nice story there, man. So like everyone that do go prison out, there is a way out, man. There's always a way out. So he was got. So he's like, he was actually happy. So look, I was playing football. I was working a warehouse and I was piling boxes. Like I was happy. Mm. You know what I mean? And it keeps me out of trouble. So yeah, there's always a way out, man. Don't always think there's no other way. So yeah, no, nah, that, that was a touching story. Yeah, that's the beauty of the FA Cup, though, man. You always hear stories about that. I feel like there's a story like that every year in the FA Cup. It's always yeah, like man. a nice story like that. So yeah, man. Good luck yeah. to Bournemouth as well, man. Good luck, man. One of the yeah. um, one of the top players is the centre half that plays for him. Who I know, I know he's out injured at the moment. So um, hopefully he gets fit and is able to play in the next round. Cool. Yeah, good luck to them, man. Is there any other game? Um, Diaz came on today, showed a bit um, of his talent. Um, mm. Didn't really do much. That's it. Um, obviously, Liverpool won. And, oh, yeah, Harvey, Harvey scored, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost forgot about oh, Harvey. Yeah, so, yeah, it's nice to see him back, man. Well done to him. The crazy one was Leicester. Yeah, the they got game. battered. Yeah, they got battered. That's, 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 that was nuts. <laughs> it was the fan that came onto the pitch and wanted to start fighting that got me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The play, Straight yeah, up. Yeah, I think. Oh, did he not man. actually bang one of the? Um, yeah, he banged him. Bang one of the players. Yeah, no, one of the one of the Leicester fans banned. One of the Nottingham Forest. Literally, what in that? Man was throwing bang like Yemi out here. He was throwing bang like Yemi out here. What? Let's get cracking. I went there. I said I wasn't having it. Scared cracking. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> oh, I need to watch that, bro. I need to watch yeah. that. Yeah, that. I didn't watch it, but I saw it on social media. So, so, it was, it was crazy. Media. They had to pan away from it. It was mad. It was mad. Yeah, as much as both of us are having a mare this season, obviously you lot more than us. Uh, you lot, you can say it's probably, you. You can probably say that it's us more than you, but we'll continue that debate until the end of the season. Um, yeah, Leicester, bro. They're having having a bigger mare because they finished above us the last. Definitely the last two seasons anyway. We finished eight yeah. two years in a row, so they've definitely finished above us. Man. I don't know about you lot. So where they are now, where they're languishing and their performances and the results, I mean, you're 2-1 up against Tottenham at home. You end up losing the game, don't even draw it. Get thumped by Nottingham Forest. I know we got knocked out by Nottingham Forest, but they didn't fucking lose 4-1. So <laughs> what are we saying about Leicester and Brendan and everything? Because everything was looking nice before, obviously challenging top four. And then now it's, it's not looking so good now, man. Yeah, and I heard it was quite. I heard Brendan was pissed off today. Actually, I haven't heard it myself, but my friend was telling me like he um say something along the lines uh, about the player being they think they're good and they're um they're better. Than I think they're better they than what they are. Yeah, better than what they're showing, basically. Yeah, yeah. He's probably talking about Madison. I think he's talking about Madison because I always say that. I've always said that to you about Madison. Like, Madison on form though, he can't be talking about Madison. Yeah, but what, Madison's yeah, the only form player. Yeah, he can't yeah. be Madison. Can't be. Yeah, but if it's yeah, other, maybe yeah. someone else, but not Madison. Maybe, maybe someone else. Form. Yeah, but Ma- yeah. well, Madison, I always say that about Madison. I think Madison thinks he's better than where he is. I'll be honest with you, because Madison is the type of player that I watch here that he admires everything that he does. He will, like he will make a sick pass instead of him busting his guts to get into the box. He would just stand there and try and admire his pass. That's the kind of thing. That's what I see from Madison all the time. 
That's yeah, madness for you. But obviously, he might not be partic- talking, to, talking yeah. about him in particular um, in this um, in this conversation. But I see that from Madison if you all, all the time, man. And I've and not just today, but I've said that to you. Remember when me and you was talking about Madison? Yeah, yeah, I love Madison. Man. I love yeah, Madison. He's a good player, but he just that how he's just one of those players that always they think he's better than what he is. I don't think he's um, yeah, he's good. He can he can only be good to be honest with you, but hey. Maybe you can get better. Who knows? If you're getting, if you're getting thumped four one, you're number ten in your problem. I tell you that for free. Yeah. <laughs> thumped four one. That's yeah. got something to do with your back line, your midfield. So yeah, if you're having a go at someone, have a go at someone. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, because I was listening to BBC um, Sport Live, Five Live, um, before the game, and they were talking about what do they think Leicester's problem is. And the truth is, they scored lots of goals this season, but they they can't they, defend for Toffee. They've conceded. I think they've conceded 37 in the Premier League. What, in, how many games have we played? 20, 21? 22 or something, yeah. They've conceded 37, which is just not acceptable for a team that's even considering going to Europe. Mm. They get me at this stage. So it's definitely a defence thing. And this was before the game, before they shipped four against Southern Forest. So it just highlights further that it's their defensive issues. So yeah, it's poor. Yeah, it's, 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 it's poor. It's poor. But all I want to say, Yemi, um, see, I'd love to know what you have to say after this. I just want to say, before the house gets on fire in Leicester, please, <laughs> please, 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 just send Tillemans down to London Jeez. and let the whole place burn after. <laughs> let the whole place, I mean, I, I like a lot of Leicester players, James Justin, Madden, Ricardo Pereira, but Tillemans, just take him out of that madness that's happening there, just bring him over here with Smith Rowe and Saka Martinelli. And let the house burn. I don't know how you feel about that signing, Nani. No, definitely. Um, I'm definitely happy. It's funny, guy. You guys mentioned Madison because when we were linked with him, I think in the summer it was between him and Odegaard. I didn't really want Madison for seventy m. Nah, I didn't. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's I like him. I don't like him. I don't like him. Pounds worth of him, <laughs> you know. So I, can, I was kind of happy that we actually got Odegaard over Madison. So for me, yeah, Tillemans, one hundred percent. I think having him in there, get rid of Xhaka, maybe him playing alongside Partey, for example, that would be a good partnership, I reckon. Yeah, is that good? I mean, it's it's in line with what we're doing. We're signing players 25 and under. Tillemans is 24. Exactly. International. Plays for yeah. Belgium. Top player. So, yeah. I'd take him. I would have taken you, Manny, in January. We didn't buy anybody. Buy anybody. Oh, <laughs> I would have taken you off. Do you think you could have done a better job than Eddie Kelly right now? <laughs> Right, right now. I'll definitely score goals. <laughs> I might not be able to run as much as he would, but I'll definitely score goals. I'll tell you that for free. Nah, but man. yeah, no, nah, that guy, honestly, like to think that we're now relying on Lacazette and Eddie and Ketia, players that have only scored five Premier League goals between them the whole season. It's a joke. It's a joke. I, honestly, like it, if I if I have to take my emotions out of it, because when we didn't. Sign anyone else? Like this is madness, and I, and I think that was my emotion I was talking. But how many did you just say? Yemi just scored five. I think it's like five between them. The whole in Premier League goals. Like I said, we scored four. Eddie said we scored one. <laughs> it's mad. It's madness, you know. And that's the strikers that we got for the rest of the season. They're not signing any new contract. They're both out of contract. There's speculations to suggest that Lacazette is in talks with Leon, sort of trying to sign, get a pre-contract in place before mm. the summer. Which, which he's allowed it's, to do. Which he's allowed to do, exactly. So, it's crazy. And then these are the plays as we're relying on to score us goals and to get us top four. Like, it just doesn't make sense. 
you know, it's actually I'm, free. Sorry, just just check it. But go on. Oh, is it free? Yeah, I see. It was, it's even worse because <laughs> I was thinking. I don't. I, I don't remember Eddie scoring this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, scored, yeah Eddie hasn't scored. Lacko's got. Lacko's got three. Eddie's got none. Yeah, Eddie's go. just it's been getting goals in the um in the Carabao Cup against League One sides, but it's okay. Um, because that's his that's his level. So let's be honest. That's Eddie and Ketch's level. But what's what's striking for me? It's like. We could have got rid of Enketcha. This is like the second season in a row. I think we could have got rid of him and got some money for him. Now we're going to let him go for free. Newcastle wanted him. Crystal Palace wanted him. I don't understand that. And I understand, obviously, Aubameyang ain't there. But Martinelli could potentially play up front and then put Smith Rowe on the left. You've got his Or Pepe yeah. as, as an option. Personally, I could, we should have got rid of Enketcha. You know, that, that's my personal view. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But you see the lack of activity uh, for both for mm. both sides. I throw it out there to everyone. I mean, I don't know how realistic our top four chances were, but do you think this is literally yeah. like scuppered um, our top four chances, and it's just going to go to Tottenham because simply because they've got a better manager than both of us, and they actually done some business? Do you think it's no. it's there? No, I don't think it'll go to Tottenham because, like you guys said last week, just because they put some players doesn't mean they improve their team. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like they bought players, but he hasn't actually improved their squad. To be really honest, it's just like they just bought players for the sake of buying players. Uh, personally, I think it's it's gonna be obviously um, it's between us, United, and probably like even like Wolves are there. Let's not forget Wolves. No, nah, they're there not. As well. They're not. Stop but, it. Stop it. No, I said they, they, I didn't say they're <laughs> even West Ham are not four. there. Even West Ham are not there. <laughs> no, West Ham are not there. I said it like three, four weeks ago, and yeah. they weren't there. They were higher there. <laughs> And they weren't there, so they're definitely not yeah. there now. Personally, I, like for Arsenal not to get top four, <laughs> is criminal considering like we don't have any other games apart from Premier League games. So for us not to get top four, it'd be criminal. And and I said it to someone the other day, and I personally, this is my own personal opinion. Like if we don't get top four, Arteta has to go. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Arteta has uh, to. That's my uh, Arteta way, has to go. Four. Like, like so you won't even take five or six. He has to go to your, your <laughs> six. Yeah, like this whole season, all you <laughs> yeah. had was Carabao Cup, FA Cup, and Premier League. That's yeah, all you. Yeah, had. greedy. Yeah, greedy. Why? I want success. From where you're coming from. From where you're coming from. This guy has to go. <laughs> well, but the problem is, we know he's not going to go because clearly it's been reported that they trust this guy. They're going to back him. They're going to give him more money in the summer. X, Y, and Z. But but he's making moves. He's making progress, though. What progress? You were eighth before now. But the season ain't over yet. Exactly. So why are you sacking him already? No, when I said at the end of the but, season, if we don't get top you can four, see, I reckon... But you can see your players are improving. You, don't you feel your football's improving? Your team's improving gradually. They've gotten de- rid of dead weight. Would you get rid of so much dead weight to now sack him? I, you have to at least give him one more season, right? If he At least if he finishes 10th, I'll understand. But if you where did you finish last season? Eighth. Eight, yeah. If he, season before, eight. Sixth, if he finishes sixth or fifth and you can see progress that he's making, why would you sack him just because you didn't make top four? Top four was not yeah. in your in your books at the beginning of the season. That's what I was going to ask you. What was your expectation at the beginning of the season for Arsenal? That's, we, obviously, we know where you're at now. You can mm-hmm. potentially make top four. What, what was your expectation going into the season? I'm not going to lie, my expectation was top four considering that we didn't have any European games because we didn't have any midweek games. All we had, FA Cup, which started in January and Carling, I mean, Carabao Cup was like here and there. But personally, and you saw, and you saw the players he bought in the summer. And exactly. We had, we had a good business in the summer and I thought, hold on a minute, we ain't got, literally all we had to focus on was Premier League. 
put all your eggs in one basket, get top four. Even if we won the Carabao Cup or Open Cup along the way, which we're not in anyway, you have no excuse but not to get top four. But honestly, was... at the beginning of the season, you thought you had a squad that was top four within this country. With the kind of players that we had and the business we did, yeah. That's me one. personally because, like I said, it's like we've if you had like European games and all the midweek games and everything else, then you can be like, okay, people, you know, players might get tired and might get overplayed and everything else. Then, oh, as we know historically, Arsenal starts falling down the bandwagon from February, January, January, uh, January February. January. Yeah, you know that's that's the routine and that's kind of like what's happened. We're at the Carabao Cup, we're at the FA Cup. All you have now is the uh, is the league. You know, so and even before that, before the FA Cup started, you know, which started in January for all the Premier League clubs anyway, we had we had to go for the Premier League, like to go for the top four. We had to. Nah, we should have had you. you. We should have had you on at the beginning of the season because I was here trying to trying to argue what basically what you're saying. I was arguing for Arsenal at the beginning of the season when we had a few Arsenal fans on. No one expected it. Everyone thought Arsenal was going to be seventh. A lot of Arsenal. Wow. Was arguing, Arsenal fans were arguing that West Ham had a better team than Arsenal. Mm. So, what would you what would you say that? I had a better team. I mean, it appeared yeah. to be because of what happened towards the end of last season. Mm. And everyone would say that on the expectation, obviously, because what happened last season, we fell down the pecking order. Um, obviously, West Ham looked good. They qualified for Europe. They were playing good football under Moy. So, automatically, everyone would expect West Ham to be better than us. And expect like they they look like they had a better squad than us. But like I said, with the business that we did in the summer, we recruited, we got rid of some dead ones as well, and we and I just thought, okay, you know, we have no excuse but not to potentially go for the top four. Well, like you said, um, the season's not over. Yeah, still a long way to go. It's still yeah, definitely still, still a long way to go. But again, my expectations is top four. Cool. Nice. Look, I don't see why not. You shouldn't expect that. Like, obviously, you shouldn't expect top four because. The teams that you are competing with top four are just as bad as Arsenal, to be honest. It's not even worse. So, and as you yeah. said, all you guys are actually playing for is just um, it's just the Premier League. Okay. Um, considering that all you're playing for is the Premier League, do you not feel like the team you have is actually enough? You're only playing once a week. You only have one game in hand. Don't you think you got the first eleven? Aubameyang was already drawn out of that anyway. So. What um what would you expect in the January? In the, what what position did you want to strengthen in the January with? I mean, definitely striker, a hundred percent. And it's 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 one of those things where I just thought they would have had a plan A and a plan B. Clearly, we all know who we went in for for that, but we already knew from like before January that this guy didn't want to come to Arsenal. So what was the plan B? And clearly, they didn't go for plan B. Uh, I, was, I wouldn't say we clearly knew because um, Arteta came out and he was very optimistic. And his words were, who wouldn't want to come to Arsenal? They said he has to say that. Yeah, he has to say that. They said that. I'm saying, that's what he was saying. And then I'm sure Arsenal, Arsenal fans were very optimistic. Not until that deal actually was done with Juventus that everyone started reverting back to, oh, we knew that it was never going to come. But Arsenal fans were also coming. optimistic. You know, so when, it's easy I mean, to say, was... okay, not, I'm not talking in particular. I've spoken to Arsenal fans who are very yeah. optimistic about that deal. Because of where Juventus were. And I don't think like yeah. anyone even talked about Juventus much. Because mm. everyone just kept on saying Juventus didn't have money. Yeah. But obviously, now the deal was done, then obviously, oh, we knew 
oh, it would never come to us in the first place. It's easy to say that now that the deal's done, but a lot of fans were optimistic. Did you, was it not you that sent me um, the link to like a um, to that group on Twitter? You know what I mean? When they were talk, comparing who they think they should get. Like, just we're talking yeah. about the group, was, what, was it thousands of people in that group or Arsenal fans? Um, I'm yeah. debating whether we should get Isak or Vlaovic. Yeah. Which one is better? So we can't say that everyone knew. When you have like mm. thousands of people in a group arguing what fan, um, what who, um, what striker would be better for Arsenal? Yeah, so everyone yeah. was very optimistic. So yeah, definitely. I mean, we, yeah, you were yeah. optimistic, but I think there was a time when the news came out when they basically said the guy's agent went picking up Edu's call. Why did you pick up Edu's call? Right. They said it, they, we weren't picking up his call. And there were speculations to suggest that the guy wanted Champions League football, which we couldn't offer him anyway. And also, he wanted to stay in Italy and he also wanted to play for Juventus. So, he got, even if it wasn't at the beginning, but towards the middle of January, that was what was happening. Like, there was a trend to say, okay, this guy wants Champions League football. He wants to stay in Italy. He wants to play for Juventus. So, for me, it's like, so what's your plan B? What's your plan C? But it didn't seem like they had a plan B. Like, that's what that's kind of like how he appeared. But yeah, I mean, plan B was to let Oba go. That's plan B. <laughs> plan B was to let the striker you have go and stick so with and, let, and I let I let and plan C was we'll let Folarin go to Middlesbrough as well. That was plan oh, C. I forgot about him, I forgot that he went as well. He's, yeah, he's, he's criminal, you know. You just let all the strikers go, you know, and then put all your eggs in one basket for a player that didn't want to come to the team, won a Champions League football, and now we're sort of going into the rest of the season with two strikers, one that's not scored a goal, one that's got only three goals the whole, what, 22 games, and they're both not going to be here come next season. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, man. It's a mess, man. It's a mess in Manchester, it's a mess in London. It's a mess everywhere, man. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, it's a mess. Um, in terms of that, um, Adi, what, actually, have, do you want to touch on the transfer window for Arsenal before we move on to United? Anything else that Yemi hasn't touched on that you want to touch on? No, I just think at the end of the season, it's all everything's hypothetical now, isn't it? Anything we say will be hypothetical. I think you judge both teams on decisions they made to stand still as to whether or not it was the right decision if they make top four. So if yeah. Arsenal make top four and we stood still and didn't buy no one, then we can't criticise the board. You see what I'm saying? And if United make top four without signing anyone and letting players go out alone, then you can't criticise the board. So I think the conversation can be had at the end of the season and we can look back and say, okay, cool. We, it's glaring as to where they fucked up. I just I just don't believe that you can stand still when something like there's a target you can attain. And I hear the notion of don't sign players for the sake of signing players, but there's enough good players out there that we have enough money to get someone in the squad that can be better than what we currently have. It's not hard. Manny already said we have fucking Xhaka starting for us. It's not fucking hard, man. And you guys still got and Fred and Max Hominay starting and 90 year olds playing up front. Come on, man. And, and like, go on, go on, Jimmy. Go on. No, sorry, I was just going to touch on one player that we were sort of linked with the whole transfer window. I think last summer, the Newcastle just signed Guimaraes. And I don't know oh, if yeah, you guys yeah. saw the announcement video that they did, that Newcastle did. They took the piss. Out of Apparently, there was mocking Arsenal or something. Apparently. There was mocking yeah, Arsenal. Arsenal. They wouldn't do that to you guys. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. They wouldn't do that to you guys. Why would they Bro, do that? They took the mitt. And this is it's just like, everyone's just taking a piss out of us. Like, you're in for this player, gone to that team, you can't even sign players. It's a joke. And the thing yeah, is, but... the worst thing, come summer, Ishak, that we apparently were in for, will want to sign. There's going to be a lot more team that's going to be in for this guy. So if we don't make Champions League, how are you going to attract all these players? You can't. So it's, it's a massive risk. 
I don't care anyway. Once Newcastle starts spending, <laughs> once Newcastle starts spending all that money, both of us ain't making top four. We're gonna have to have another podcast. We're gonna have a different podcast, top six podcast or something. Because Arsenal <laughs> United ain't making it no more. So fuck it. Like this way, it's gonna be top eight, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, just, just let's touch on the other situation. Um, yeah, me. Quickly, United's lack of activity. What are you not saying? What's your, what's your take on that though? Um, like for me, to be honest with you, at the, um, at the beginning of the winter, I didn't really want us to sign anyone because, because of our manager's um, situation. What's the point of signing players? I, well, not that not signing anyone. Not, I just didn't want us to sign, go big in the transfer window, waste money, and for a, man, a new manager to come in in the summer and then for the player not to be part of this plan. So I didn't really mind that. But then there was a couple of players. Um, but then when I think he went to Juventus, what's his name? Zachariah, yeah, I thought that was ridiculous because he was linked to, was heavily linked to United for five million. And he went to Juventus for five mil. Yeah, five mil. So like, that's a steal. His contract, his contract was ending at the end of the season. So I don't mind not signing players, not going big, but when you know you got Scott McTominay and Fred in the middle of the park, why not? Do you know what I mean? Five million. Even if he doesn't work out, you waste sixty million on players before. You waste probably more than sixty on players. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably the only one that really um got to me. But apart from that, I wasn't really expecting much in the, in the, um in January. I honestly wasn't expecting much. Um, yeah, that's for me. I don't know about Addy. What about you? Um, I think I touched on it um a few weeks ago. My view was obviously if he's not going to be permanent, he shouldn't necessarily go on a big shopping spree. So I never expected loads of players coming in. It was never that type of thing for me. But obviously, what's changed since then is a few, like Martial going out on loan and Mason, like, destroying his whole life. And, yeah, so now we don't have forwards. But I wouldn't have even vexed with that too bad if we didn't get anyone. It's the midfield. The midfield we know is a is a big problem for us. It's always been a big problem for us. So even if you're going to buy one player for one position, it will be to fix that midfield problem. If that's where we're saying our biggest issue has always been and it's been for a while, and we know we're going for top four, you need to sort that shit out, right? At least that one and only. But if they've decided that we don't need to be in top four this year and we can <laughs> battle with the the Wolves and the rest of them, then it's cool. Leicester will chill. We'll be 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th. Then it's fine. But it just didn't make sense to me. It just didn't make sense at all. Yeah, man. Look at us now. Look how the mighty are falling. Look at us. <laughs> we used, we used <laughs> to do battle, lads. We used to do battle. We used to go leagues. We used to go back and forth. We used to do battle a lot lower than no, we and they're talking about We used to do battle at the peak. Uh, going for the league. Going for the FA Cups. Well, I, the peak where that the snow was. Now we're at the bottom where there's grass. <laughs> look at us. Look at us. You got United and Arsenal fans on the podcast saying, Are we gonna make top four, lads? Oh, Why not make top four? We used to fucking win league titles, bro. It's a mess, man. This is what this is why I can't allow these people to stress me out now more, man. I can't lie, bro. Can't lie. No, no trust me. Trust me. Um we just only got a bit. One last bit in it, which is the um, Aubameyang situation. Let's just touch on that before we jump off. Um, Yemi, be our guest. You are our guest today. 
what you're saying. I know Han loves Aubameyang, so we come to Han last. Let's go to you first. You so emotional what, like, right now. I mean, uh, wait before you answer. I mean, also, can you also yeah. touch on the manager too? Obviously, answer this Aubameyang first, but can you also touch on like the manager, the um, the conflict the managers have with quite a few players? Also, touch on that whilst um, you touch on the Aubameyang one, if you can. Please. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, with the Aubameyang situation, I mean, he had to get resolved this January. I think one way or the other, um, because it was either he stays and he and then he played or we get reintegrated back into this team. Or he leaves. But clearly, there was no way of him getting back into the squad because, as we all sort of have read, or there's a lot of speculation to suggest what it was that happened. I think after he left and then he went to Barca, he came out and said his problem was not with Arsenal, but it was with Arteta. But he really didn't say much after that. So it just goes to show clearly it's Arteta. But um, it's sad to see because. I really wanted him to sort of try and get it resolved because clearly he's our best goal scorer in the, in the team. But um, again, with after getting frozen out in December, I just thought, you know what, clearly this guy ain't coming back. So I'm sad that he's left, but I'm just happy that the situation got resolved and now we can just move past um, the whole battle of Amiyan thing and just stop talking about it. And obviously, in regards to Arteta, and I think with sort because before he came in, we some Arsenal fans kept sort of crying out for some sort of discipline in the squad and because it's, it just seemed that there was no control in the squad and everyone was just doing whatever it is. Um, and obviously he's come in and tried to put in some form of discipline and sort of routine where people don't come out, um, get out, just get away with anything, get away with murder, like coming up, turning up late, not showing up for this, not showing up for that. So, and, it, and again, it's one of those things where it's the same rule that applies to everyone, regardless whether you're the captain, you're the best golf scorer, whatever it is. And I kind of like that about him because he just he's showing some form of consistency and I think we kind of need that in the club. Um, I mean, if if you start letting people like Aubameyang get away with what he, he has gotten away with in the past... Allegedly. So allegedly, allegedly. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> don't be throwing my boy on the bus. Allegedly. And... I mean, he just goes to show what kind of example is he showing to the rest of the squad for people like Saka that was looking up to him, you know? So, I just thought, like, it's good that Arteta is obviously bringing this sort of um, discipline into the squad. But again, he just needs to watch himself because, again, mate, he's a freshie in a job. So, he's on a, I say he's on a work experience. So, he just needs to be careful as to, he's not pep. He hasn't won that much to be like, I can put my foot down, I can do this, I can do that. Yes, you might have the backing of the Cronkies, but again, they're dickheads as well, so but it is what it is. But here, here. But um, I think what Arteta is trying to implement in the squad is looking good, but he just needs to just be careful. Otherwise, he's going to start getting players turned on him as well. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I made defend your boy. Um, I'm not here to um, defend him. I'm just here to say that um, Oba, it was um, it was fun. I'm sure you can tell by the tone of my voice that you know it's just hard for me to do right now. <laughs> you know, um, I didn't want I didn't want to see him go, hundred um, percent. This is hard, man. This is hard. I think I just told you guys. I sent him a DM. So all our listeners can know how sad I am. Sent sent, sent him a DM. Which, thanks for all the memories. And all the best. Um, for me, I just need to know, just like Ade said earlier, 
I just need to know the truth. Once I know the truth, you can say more. I really, really, really want to know what what happened, what what he'd done that was so severe that Arteta banished him from the from the team, and the board were back in Arteta's decision. So I need to know was it was it lateness? Was it too many times of lateness? Was it dissent? Just need to know what it was that it was this deep because I say it all the time. I was at the stadium when Shaka took the armband off and swore at me and all the fans told us to fuck off. <laughs> I was there. And then, and then, and then, yeah, me and myself as Arsenal fans, we read his so-called apology where he didn't apologise for what he'd done. But the, but the guy still found a way to stay in the club, get a new contract and has still worn the armband after that. But all we hear about Orba is lateness. Or maybe some disciplinary issues. So I just want to know what it really was as to what was so bad. But as for Orba in the Arsenal shirt, just thanks for the memories, man. We got him in January, got 10 and 13 as soon as he came. Next year, got 22, shared the golden boot with Salah and Mane. The year after that, got 22. A bad season for him was 10. And that's the first time in about eight years that he hit numbers less than, well, first time in like six years that he hit numbers less than 20. So it, it ended, it ended badly, but. I think a lot of Arsenal fans, when it comes to Orba, it will always be fond memories. And the FA Cup semi-final where he scores a double against City, against City. And then the final, he scores a double against Chelsea and we take the FA Cup. And then, so for me, it's just, I don't, I don't think of nothing. I don't think of nothing bad when it comes to Orba. I only have good memories for him. We come, we bought him and that we bought, we bought Lacquer in the summer. I realised quickly that Lacquer weren't going to cut it. So that same year, we bought, we bought Orba in January. And Orba started banging goals. And Lacquer's still getting like one in five. Or is it one in six? <laughs> Who fucking knows? But we just know that Orba was doing his one in two thing. And uh, yeah, man, I wish him all the best at Barca, man. At the at last point, like I said, I just can't wait for his tell all because Orba is like myself. We don't, we don't be biting our tongue. So when it's time to speak, he don't speak. And um, yeah, I'll be back on the pod to say what I have to say about what he had to say. Cool. There's a quick question for both of you. Um, post um, the post invisible era, where do you rank Aubameyang among the like the like the, the players that you've had since the invisible era? Yeah, right out there, right out there. Numbers, these numbers do the talking for me. I, that's all I gotta say. I mean, these numbers do the talking, so it's right out there. Yeah, I oh. definitely agree. Definitely agree. I mean, if you, that, well, like, like, if, sorry, right up there, but just name like a couple of players that like, so I know exactly what level we're talking about. That is, um, that is with him. Um, players because like, I don't know Sanchez, what players are up there. I don't know what players. Are I would there, say maybe. Sanchez when Sanchez was there was up there, definitely. Okay. Players like I think um, on the levels of like Cazola when he was there, obviously worked for the team. Obviously, Cazola wasn't a goal scorer, but you can see the his impact oh, on the squad. So it wasn't like, do you know definitely. what I mean? But like you can see what he did on, on, in the team. So it's definitely people, yeah, like up there. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Yeah, yep, no, I heard that. Uh, cool. Anything else from you, Ade? No, no. It's, it's been nice to listen to you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's, it's crazy how, you know, when we normally have a break from football, you're eager for the Premier League to come back. This weekend, I told Tom, I'm happy to come back this weekend. <laughs> it would have been more pain, Addy. Of Bro, course you wanted to come back. I was there for it would have been more pain. Back. Let me sleep. Let me sleep this weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, midweek come. Let's see how that's going to deal with us. Burnley, you kept, Burnley, Burnley kept two clean sheets in a row. Is Ronaldo going to score? Where are you away? You're away or you're home? Well, I think I mean, we're, we're away. away. We're away. Ooh. Is Ronaldo going to score? Yeah. Yeah. 
Bear proved me wrong. Bear scored a hat trick. Allegedly. All right, cool. Um, Yemi, thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate it. And I hope to see bro. you um, more down the line. Um, all right, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say now. If, if you haven't What's watched that? the video yet for our match during summer, go and check out his goals. goals <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His oh, yeah, goals, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cool. Bangers. Yeah. So if you haven't watched out, yeah, if you haven't seen uh friendly in the summer, yeah, you need to go and see Yemi's goal with bangers. I can I think one of the goals I was um you can hear me on the sideline shouting. <laughs> 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 yeah, so if you haven't seen it, yeah, just go out, go out and watch it. Um I think I remember that was right. the first goal because I could definitely hear you. Yeah, so um yeah, so thanks for coming through, bro. We I appreciate, appreciate it. Um yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, comment, comment, like, um, all the good stuff. Um, well, it will it would help if you subscribed as well. You know that would help if you subscribed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Subscribe first. Cool. Anything else I'm missing out, boys? Before we jump off, um, just I'm gonna send you guys the link. I watched um, it was on Sevilla's YouTube channel. They were showing Martial around and showing him like the ex players oh, that played there. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna send it to you. Gonna, I'm gonna send you the same link I watched with Aubameyang too. I was just watching. I watched already. I watched all this one already. I watched all this one already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know you guys have I know you guys haven't watched the Martial one yet, so nah, I'm gonna nah, send I'm that gonna one to you. <laughs> yeah, I know that's that's not gonna send it. That's not gonna send it. You gotta have it being quiet out there. You gotta watch that boy. You I'm gotta busy. watch it. I go work. I don't watch <laughs> I don't watch <laughs> Alright guys, we out, man. Peace. Safe. Peace.